Welcome to another episode of TP Talks, PwC's global transfer pricing podcast series, where we discuss key transfer pricing developments from around the world. My name is Christina Novak, and I'm a principal in PwC's U.S. National Tax Services Transfer Pricing Practice. Joining me for today's episode, I have Jessica Yen, who's a transfer pricing partner, Rong Zen, a partner specializing in corporate tax and foreign exchange or forex matters, and Nancy Chen, a transfer pricing senior manager. They are joining me today from PwC China's Shanghai office. I have asked Jessica, Rong, and Nancy to join me to discuss year-end transfer pricing adjustments, a hot topic right now for multinational corporations in China. Jessica, Rong, and Nancy, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Christina. Happy to be here. Thanks, Christina. Thank you, Christina. Happy to be here as well. Jessica, I would like to start with you. I understand that the year-end transfer pricing adjustment it's a new hot topic, but it seems that recently many multinationals in China they have been paying more attention to this issue. Would you please elaborate on this? Thanks, Christina. Based on PwC's latest annual global CEO survey, CEOs are extremely pessimistic about global economic growth for the year ahead. This is a dramatic shift. From last year's optimistic outlook. In the meantime, CEOs' confidence in their own company's growth prospects also declined dramatically. Based on our observations in the China market, not only the U.S. companies operating in China, but also many other MNCs in industries such as luxury retail, pharmaceutical, and traditional manufacturing segments. Are facing challenges during the post-COVID period. Some examples of the challenges faced by Chinese subsidiaries during 2023 include stagnant or lower-than-expected growth in the top-line revenue, more marketing and advertisement investment in China based on the previously optimistic forecasts, etc. Nancy, would you mind giving our listeners examples of the Chinese subsidiaries that might need to undertake transfer pricing adjustments? Sure, thank you, Christina. For multinational corporations with overseas headquarters, a commonly seen business model is having China subsidiaries take limited risks, such as contract manufacturers, low-risk distributors, and contract service providers. The group's transfer pricing arrangement is to have the Chinese entities maintain a reasonable return. However, we know China's stringent rules and complex guidelines on foreign exchange control used to make it very difficult for multinational corporations to make direct transfer pricing adjustments. Thank you, Jessica and Nancy. Wrong. As a partner, also specializing in forex matters. Can you please explain why cross-border transfer pricing adjustments are difficult in China, and whether there is any recent update on that? Sure, China has stricter foreign exchange control on the cross-border transactions. The in-charge authority, state administration of foreign exchange that is safe, monitors the cash inflows and outflows of each transaction. 
Safe and banks are familiar with the payment of service fee, royalty, and goods price. However, the concept of transfer pricing adjustment, that is TPA, is totally new and no channel for SAFE to proceed with a TPA payment in prior years. Uh, PwC supported opening the TPA channel in pilot cities in China, such as Shanghai uh, with the SPD Bank, Beijing, and Shenzhen since 2016. Uh, with more and more pilot cases back in 2021, the National SAFE of China issued a guideline in form of Q&A to provide a high-level instruction for the settlement of the TPA. We had plenty of successful cases so far and accumulated rich experience in supporting of our client upon request. We also assist our client in the settlement of TPA payment with lots of other China domestic and foreign banks and supported the communication with the local safe in more regions in China, such as Jiangsu, Zhejiang, and Sichuan province. Thank you, Rang. Jessica, coming back to you, what are the options available for multinationals to implement year-end transfer pricing adjustments? And what are some of the key considerations that multinationals consider? Sure, Christina, happy to answer that. Let's take limited risk distributors or LRD as an example. Company A imports products from its overseas related party for local distribution to third-party customers. When company A misses the targeted profit level, we have seen many different ways used by multinational corporation subsidiaries in order to bring the profit back to target. One way is through prospective price adjustment that is, lower the import price for future shipments. However, customs implications should be considered as any significant adjustment is subject to close scrutiny from the customs authority. Given it's already December, it may be too late to do the adjustment. Another way is through a service fee arrangement. The benefit of it is quick and straightforward, but the downside is 6% VAT cost. Other ways include voluntary adjustment on the tax return, sales discount, etc. But voluntary adjustment means double taxation and sales discount is difficult to settle due to forex control. Then we talk about year-end retroactive TPA which we have helped many clients to explore and implement. But considerations should be given on the accounting treatment, invoice, intercompany agreements, VAT implications, and customs implications. Thank you, Jessica, that was very helpful. So wrong for the upward transfer pricing adjustment, I understand from an accounting perspective, the relevant transfer pricing adjustment may be booked as revenue or other revenue. Given that, are there any indirect tax implications? And if so, how can taxpayers respond to the potential inquiry and be well prepared from an indirect tax perspective? Yeah. Uh, from accounting 
perspective, the accounting entry is subject to the underlying reasons of TPA. Uh, for example, if it is for the import price adjustment, the accounting treatment may increase the cost of goods sold. If TPA is for market support, it may be recorded as other revenue. Therefore, our company needs to discuss with our auditor about the accounting treatment. Um, from China tax perspective, TPA doesn't fall into VAT scope. Our company should assess whether the relevant compensation from headquarters can fall within the TPA category. With the TPA nature, it has opportunity to have non-VAT treatment. However, if the, it is the service fee in nature, the TPA is subject to the 6% of VAT. From a practical perspective, you can also check with the local tax authorities on a no-name basis regarding the VAT treatment. Is it possible to approach the customs authority to amend the importation record? And is the duty refundable? There is no motivation for customs authority to entertain such a request. To be honest, customs won't refund the additional duty to the taxpayers under an upward TPA. And Jessica, with respect to contract manufacturers, I know you have had successful cases on transfer pricing adjustments. Would you mind sharing an example for our listeners? Yes, Christina. We have supported quite a number of manufacturing companies in implementing inbound transfer pricing adjustment as well. Typical reasons for year-end TPAs are unexpected drop of sales volume, underutilization, increase of raw materials and labor costs. Thank you, Jessica. Jessica, Rong, and Nancy, before we wrap up, do you have any suggestions or takeaways for the multinationals who are considering making transfer pricing adjustments for 2023? Thanks, Christina. My takeaway is for multinationals who are exploring the feasibility of a TPA, they should work closely with their in-charge banks, local safe, tax, or customs authorities to fully understand the specific requirement of TPA at the local level and prepare transfer pricing documentation together with other supporting documents to support the arm's length nature of the TPA. And also timing is a key point for TPA implementation. So it is really important to start early. Exactly. Local safe will provide informal guidance to the bank regarding cross-border transactions with the change of foreign exchange control policies due to the RMB depreciation or appreciation. We will recommend early communication with the bank to understand the latest requirements. On the other hand, the headquarters of the MNCs also should confirm the tax deductibility of the TPA compensation to the Chinese subsidiary from overseas tax perspective as early as possible. Yeah, and although we now have choices to relieve the headache for limited risk distributors for upward TPA, if multinational corporations want to remain excessive profit out of China, it's also important to keep in mind that outbound service fee and the royalty payments 
remain one of the main focuses of anti-base erosion and transfer pricing scrutiny by the Chinese tax authorities in recent years. That's right, Nancy. And they do have other choices. In the case of an LRD, we have successfully supported our client to obtain official documentation in order to facilitate the payment of retroactive Auburn TPA. But these are not easy and are negotiated on a case-by-case -case basis. And in the case of a contract manufacturer, to be frank, there are no good ways of conducting retroactive outbound TPA. APAs, either bilateral or unilateral, could be a solution. Christina. Jessica, Rong, and Nancy, thank you so much for joining me today to discuss this important topic. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. We will be back next month with our next episode of TP Talks. Until then, have a great day. This podcast is brought to you by PwC, all rights reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.